Hello, and welcome back to Lead with Compassion with me, your host, Nico McCall. I want to talk about something that has come up in other episodes and that I see a lot of in my different acting circles. There are different variations of this that show up in different ways with different intensities. It's not by any means only in the acting profession, but in my experience, I have seen it more in the arts than in more typical employment settings. That's definitely how it has played out in my life. I'm talking about imposter syndrome. Feeling that you are not enough, that you are not worthy, that you are a fraud. It breaks my heart when I hear fellow actors getting down on themselves, doubting themselves, feeling like they aren't worthy of a role or that higher paying rate. And at the same time, I'm fighting those feelings in myself. I'm going to start by looking at how I approach non-acting jobs. I just had my eight-year anniversary at my current job. It's the longest I've worked at any place by six years. Most of my jobs, outside of teaching math while working on a graduate degree, were unrelated to anything else I'd done. Sometimes I just needed something to pay the bills. Other times... I was just trying out a job I thought I'd enjoy. In all cases, I went in with confidence. My general attitude when checking the necessary requirements for the job was as long as I knew or had some experience in most of what they were looking for, I would figure the rest out once I was hired. At my current company, I was first hired as an entry-level employee. One month in, I was a supervisor, and four months after that, a general manager. I did not feel ready to take over as a general manager, but I went in with the attitude that I would figure it out as I went. That's my general attitude as an employee and as a boss. If I don't already know it, I'll figure it out. I don't know. Maybe I find security in policy and procedures that are already in place to help me figure it out. I mean, there's not much room for feelings of not being enough or worthy or being afraid someone is going to find out that I'm a fraud. Then there's acting. Pre-transition, I had the same attitude toward acting as I did other jobs. I trusted my instincts when it came to auditioning and booked the first thing I ever auditioned for. The imposter syndrome waited until then to show up. After I booked it, I instantly didn't want to follow through. Sure, that when I was on set, they would know I couldn't cut it. And I gave in to those feelings. I gave it a day and then let the director know I was no longer available during the film dates. Guess what that did? It served as evidence that I was right. I couldn't cut it. Since my transition, these feelings come up for me in acting class, submitting myself for roles, and during auditions. Oddly though, now once I've booked something, I don't doubt my worthiness as much. Completely backwards from what I experienced pre-transition. But it's still there. And it feels more powerful now. 
I can come up with all kinds of excuses why I'm not right for a role. I feel like I'm faking it with this podcast, just waiting to be called out. What I've noticed about myself and other actors is that most of the time, when we are living from this place of not enough and feeling like a fraud, we don't know it. We don't recognize that's where the self-talk is coming from. We just accept it as fact without applying any critical thought. Except, of course, when our friends, colleagues, scene partners have these thoughts. Then we can see them for what they are. Or maybe we're deep enough that we use their self-doubt to fuel our own. Adding thoughts like, if they're having those thoughts, then my thoughts about me have to be true. But they don't have to be true. And really, they aren't true. So how do we go from seeing truth in these feelings that we are not enough to feeling like we are enough? I see t-shirts, stickers, social media posts everywhere these days saying you are enough. And being told that and telling that to other people is a great place to start. I don't think there's a quick fix. And I think the path to believing you are enough is different for everyone. The most important thing I can tell you is if you are on this journey of believing you are enough or thinking about starting the journey, wherever you are in the process is a perfect place for you to be. No matter what your relationship is, with these feelings of being not enough, being unworthy, waiting to be discovered as a fraud. It's important to separate yourself from the feelings. Here's what I mean by this. When I have a thought that says, I'm not a good enough actor. I have nothing unique to bring to the table. Why would someone cast me when there are thousands of other actors who could play this role? I have to recognize that feeling like I'm a bad actor doesn't mean I am actually a bad actor. Feeling like I don't have any unique qualities to make me stand out doesn't actually mean I'm not a unique person, unless you're a clone. We have to be able to separate the thought and feeling from what is actually true about us. If we tack on judgment for where we think we should be in the process to these feelings of not being enough, we're setting ourselves up for failure. We can't get to a place of thinking and feeling we are enough if we are judging how far along we are in the process. So with that being said, Wherever you are in the process of releasing your imposter syndrome is exactly right. And if we're separating the thoughts and feelings from what is actually true about us, we might as well give up comparing where we are to where we think others are or where we think we should be 
If you are fully invested in your feelings of not being enough, you take them to heart and believe that you as a person are not enough. I think your journey starts by unwrapping any shame you've been carrying around. I talked about this in the last episode. Just remember, if this is where you are, that is perfect. If you haven't been plagued by imposter syndrome for years, then all of a sudden you're feeling like you're not enough, that too is a perfect place to work on this. Something I've recently embraced is knowing there's no point to beating myself up over feeling like I'm not enough. Beating myself up doesn't feel good. It doesn't help me feel like I am enough. It doesn't get me closer to any goal. Right now, my struggle is with recognizing that I'm telling myself these things. It's always easier for me to encourage others. When someone around me is talking about not being enough or feeling like a fraud, I recognize it immediately for what it is. I can question what they're saying about themselves and point out that the thoughts and feelings are not factual. I don't recognize it immediately in myself yet. I can accept when others point it out to me, which is not something I could always do. I used to insist they didn't know what they were talking about, tell myself they were just taking pity on me. I don't accept that self-talk anymore either. It's not helpful, and it doesn't allow me to grow as a person. Here are a couple tricks I've learned to help me understand that I am in a place of not being enough. I've learned to talk about what I'm thinking and feeling. That might sound silly, but I am an introvert and have always processed things internally. So I committed to speaking up about my self-doubt in my acting class. It's a safe space, and in doing so, I gave others the opportunity to point out my imposter syndrome. Eventually, it got easier to recognize it myself. Now, I can point out these not-enough thoughts I have without giving them any meaning. I just recognize that I'm having them. Having the thoughts says nothing about my acting or me as a person. I haven't come that far outside of acting yet in my everyday life. I find it difficult to name what I'm feeling. I tend to just get lost in the feeling. What this does for me is makes that feeling a part of me. It invades how I see myself as a person. To tackle this, I recently did a search for feeling words. I shrunk it down, printed it, and laminated it, and I carry it around with me. When I'm feeling anxious or notice that I'm feeling down or overwhelmed, I take out my list of feeling words and identify specific words that match what I'm feeling. This immediately occupies my mind not giving it room to run wild with negative thoughts. 
And once I've identified a couple words that seem to fit best, I can start asking questions. Here's an example. A couple nights ago, I had a Zoom meeting with some other actor people. I've met with them before, and it wasn't even a serious meeting. Just getting together to catch up with each other. I was waiting for the meeting to start and was feeling anxious. This is not uncommon for me. I used to get butterflies in my stomach waiting for the school bus to pick me up. But I wasn't diagnosed with anxiety until I was 40. So I'd lived my whole life being filled with anxiety and not knowing that's what it was. I developed negative self-talk during particularly anxiety-inducing times and didn't have any tools for relieving it. But while waiting for this meeting to start, I pulled out my list of feeling words and picked out a few that fit best. I landed on nervous and timid in the afraid column, inferior and hesitant in the helpless column, and also excited and eager in the positive column. As I landed on a word that seemed to fit, I paused and asked what was happening that made me feel that way. For the more negative feelings, I also questioned their validity. Okay, I'm feeling inferior and hesitant. Why am I feeling this way? Do the other people belong in this meeting more than I do? No. Do they have more importance, more important things going on in their lives than I do? Well, who even decides that? So I guess no. Then I naturally started having more positive thoughts. Everyone on this call has already made me feel welcome. They show interest in my life. I'm genuinely excited to find out what they've been doing since the last call. Then the meeting had started, so there was no more time to feel anxious. Waiting for a meeting to start, waiting for my audition start time, waiting to meet with someone I haven't met before, waiting for my turn at the piano recital. These are my biggest anxiety triggers. This is where I'm hit with imposter syndrome. The difference between how these thoughts affected me before I started this work on self-compassion and how they affect me now is night and day. There isn't space for me to beat myself up with these thoughts when I have compassion for myself. The reality is most people have a trigger or many triggers for their imposter syndrome. Feeling like you aren't enough is not unique, no matter how alone in it you feel. It's something just about everyone can understand, even Viola Davis and Meryl Streep. What happens when I keep compassion for myself is a separation between what feelings my thoughts are invoking and what those feelings mean about me. And in that gap, I have space to break down those feelings and understand them. My biggest breakthrough was learning to acknowledge the feeling, whether it was right away or I'd been stewing in it for a while, and then refuse to give that feeling meaning. 
Harvecker famously said that thoughts lead to feelings, feelings lead to actions, actions lead to results. So before I have these feelings, I have to have the thought first. Where I'm at now is when I recognize a feeling I'm having or use my list of feeling words, instead of fixating on that feeling, I just acknowledge that it's a thought. After working a scene in acting class, I can say what thoughts came up for me during the scene. Those thoughts no longer lead to feelings of not being enough. They are just thoughts. Not good thoughts. Not bad thoughts. It's just what came up for me. Then from that place, I can replace those thoughts with more positive ones. I want to reach out and hug each one of you. Self-acceptance, feeling like you are enough, is a lifelong journey that requires self-compassion. Start by giving yourself a break. Even if you feel like your day was filled with failures, what you need most is self-compassion. The next time you recognize thoughts and feelings telling you that you aren't enough, you're not worthy, remember that they are just thoughts. They don't have to mean anything. Thank you for joining me today. This is powerful stuff. I couldn't do it without supportive people in my life. We love hearing from you. Tell us what techniques you use to quiet the imposter syndrome voice and encourage yourself instead. Contact info is in the show notes. If you are inspired by our podcast, please consider making a contribution. I'll see you next time.